Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Once again, you already know what it is and you already know where you've reached. This is the number one up-and-coming brand new professional wrestling podcast in the New York City and Tri-State area. This is the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. And for the fourth consecutive week, I'm happy to say what up, though. I'm your host, Sean H., and we have yet another tremendous guest in store for you tonight. I got to tell y'all, after having Ivy Roman of the greatest of all time on the show last week. It was a tremendous show, and we are so fired up for this week because we have yet another major guest in store for you tonight. She is the manager of Jay George, and she is working right now with the Now You Create Wrestling promotion based out of New York City. She's up and down the East Coast making a tremendous name for herself. She is establishing a major following in sports entertainment. And speaking of sports entertainment, she defines sports entertainment. She's got the swagger. She's got the professionalism. She's got the dedication. She's got the following. And she's right here on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast because you know we only have the brightest and best in the world of professional wrestling on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, she calls herself the People's Tramp. Oh, you heard what I said. I said the People's Tramp, but I'll let her explain more about that. She is the one and only Felicia Rose. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on. That was actually a very wonderful introduction. So thank you for making me feel really cool. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. We're so happy to have you. Like I said, we're fired up to have a guest of your caliber on the show. We've had some tremendous guests so far, and tonight's no different. So we're going to jump right into it. You know, ever since I announced on my Twitter, by the way, my Twitter is at hub underscore wrestling, uh, we've had several questions. You know, I've gotten DMs, I've gotten tweets asking questions related to you and wanting to know things about you and where your career got started, who you are as an individual, who you are as a pro wrestling manager. But the most inquiry I've gotten regarding you is how you came up with the name People's Tramp. So I'm going to jump right into it. We got some more Twitter questions for you later on in the show, so look out for that. But we want to start out with the question that I got the most. No less than 10 people asked me about why you call yourself the People's Tramp. The world wants to know. So, uh, Felicia, let's get right into it. Tell them why you are the people's tramp. Well, listen, so I started to get some attention online, which I never had before, on because of wrestling, because of that sign. It was risque. I can't say it on here, but it said, face blank me thin, and it definitely... We're, we're going to talk about that. Like, we're going to talk about that. But go ahead, go ahead. But, like, before, you know, like I, I, I didn't mean to get over or even, like, I didn't even, I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't even understand wrestling in that way. Like, I, I wrote a sign that, you know, my feet were so crappy. They were so high up. They were stretching, like, the jillion, where it was, like, a, fa- a sign for my friends to, like, laugh at. Like, honestly, I had, like, a couple friends I was with, and it was really just me going to a show and having fun. And I snuck it in, and whatever, and then my friends were, like, they touched me, and they were, like, hey, we have a, a you know, some seats close by, like, come through. And I was like, all right, whatever. So for the last match, we snuck down, and I had this launchy sign. I held it up for literally, I, I promise on my life, it was all of all together, like the two times I, the two times I had held it up, I think it was about maybe 20 seconds total. Like, I'm talking very, very short amount of time. There's no kids around, by the way. There's like, you know, I was in like this very 
Gosh, so I, I, I hold you. it up and I'm walking out the place and people are like, you're viral. I'm like, I'm like, excuse me? I thought they were talking about like, my special health. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> They're like, you're viral. I've never been viral before. So I was like, what the hell does that mean? So I'm like walking up to some other kids. I just said, I'm like, what are you saying? They're like, you're on Boshamania. We're holding up or wherever I was at that point. Like, we're holding up the sign. And I was like, oh, I already had people taking pictures of me on the street before I even like left to go home. So it was very like surreal. I had no idea what I got myself into. I'm not going to lie. This was not purposeful. Like, nowadays people hold signs. Or not nowadays. They always have. But like, most of the time, if somebody's holding a ridiculous sign, they're doing it to get over somehow. You know what I mean? Whether it's right. online or just with their friends. There's, there's usually ulterior motives. not yes. my intent. I had no intent behind this besides, like, I want to be raunchy and goofy and, like, make the people that I'm sitting near laugh. And that's it. And I had no clue what the hell was going to happen. And, you know, within three days, I was already getting death threats, being called fat, being told I was, you know, I should kill myself. Also being told I was a goddess, that I was a queen. And, you know, I am the new feminist, you know, wrestling fan that's out to show the boys that you can say whatever you want as a female, but it's their time to be quiet. You know, things like that. So I'm on these polarizing ends of the spectrum, and I didn't know really what to do with it. I was, like, hiding out, like, very upset with myself. Like, oh, no. Like, I had, I went to work the next day, and somebody's like, I saw you on YouTube. Somebody had made, like, a, a blog post that they put through on YouTube with a picture, and it was, like, super, you know, watched to the point where coworkers were watching it. Like, oh, my best one. I was like, this is so weird. And, uh... So I had two choices, you know, because it, it, it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was on all these message boards, people were talking all this crap, people that I didn't even remember from my past, like leaked from old news, like all this crap was happening to me. And I was like, well, I could run away from this or I could stand my ground and tell people that it's my time and it's women's time to, you know, do what the men have been doing forever to the women and turn this shit around and I'm going to stand up for all the women out there that, you know, whether you go to the shows because the wrestlers are hot or not, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's your choice to go, and nobody should judge you for why you're there. You're putting money in the pockets of the workers. You are supporting something that we all want to be a part of. Who cares why you're there? You can be there for the wrestlers, and you can be there for the actual, like, you know, the pomp and circumstance of it. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Go for whatever reason you want, as long as it's not a bad reason. You know, like, don't go to just be a jerk. Be positive. Go and be happy. Nobody cares. And so, like, I decided that was just, you know, what I was going to make sure that I reiterated. I was on podcasts. I, I did radio shows, etc. And then I decided to make more signs. And every time, there'd be a batch of haters. And I was like, no, you cannot silence me. Keep talking crap. I'll make more signs. And then I did. And it just turned into sort of a brand. And I decided that I was the tramp of all the people because I was the voice of all the girls that can't say, oh, I really like that guy's ass because they're going to get shit on online. knows what sign you're talking about and if they don't go right now <laughs> to <laughs> at felicia rose on twitter that's f-e-l-i-c-i-a-r-o-s-e and check out her media section on her twitter page you'll see it um to the fellas out <laughs> to the fellas out there I'm, I'm gonna explain it in a way that i can explain it which is basically uh she she's saying to finn balor uh offering for him to do something that would make all of us very happy if we were in that position, you dig? So, to get more <laughs> of a to get more of an explanation, go figure it out for yourself by checking out the picture. 
But let me ask you this. Like, I mean, it may seem like a dumb question. Like, you got a little crush on, on the homie Finn Balor? Is that is that somebody you like? I mean, that was three years ago. We're, I mean, like, two stone are friends now because of that. You okay. know, like, that we became buds and, like, we're just buddies. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the thing. It's, like, these weird things that I've done. You know, people people just assume the worst. And they're like, oh, he's disgusted by that. His, his parents must hate that girl. I'm just like, that's, you know, total opposite. Everybody thinks it's entertaining because it's cheeky. I wasn't trying to, like, ruin anybody's time. It was a sign asking him to do something to me. I wasn't like, let me lick your butthole, you know? Right, right, right. Like, I got you. I got you. No, I'm trying to not say things that are too over the top. No, <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. There, there's some there's some crazy words that I would have But if you slip up, listen, speak your mind. I, I want to do on this show for you, for you to be you. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, people can think what they want. At the end of the day, like, you know, standing my ground and being a person that is sort of representing a lot of other women out there is not a bad thing. And if you think it's a bad thing, that's okay. I understand there's aspects to it that are very polarizing and that are also very, um, you know, risque. People don't necessarily want to think about sexuality when they think about a sport. And I get it, but we have to remember that this is sports entertainment. Absolutely. We're not, we're not talking about basketball. And last time I checked, girls go to football games with naughty, naughty signs in their hands. And they get over online. Barstool sports is like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You know what I mean? So for, you know, for in turn us to forget that actually this sport is even more elevated than sexual. We, I mean, I know we've come a long way and we're not trying to sexualize people in the same way. We are still looking at oiled up wrestlers that mm-hmm. are paid to keep their bodies very in shape right. and do funny, like, moves and put their bums in our faces. I'm sorry, but somebody out there is going to say something. And if I'm the only girl saying something, that's fine. I'll be the only girl. But I know I'm not the only one thinking it. You know what I'm saying? Nah, and I can dig that. I think you speak for a lot of females out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a dude, I could speak to the female part of it. Like, you know, the Sasha Banks of the world, the the Baileys, the Alexa Blisses. They're, like, gorgeous. Like, if I just looked at them and simply... Look, I'm, I'm a big fan of wrestling as an art. You know what I'm saying? As, a, as an athletic you know, endeavor. I'm all about it. I've been a fan since I was a kid. I've been athletic since I was a kid. I played college baseball. I played basketball. I, I appreciate the athletics of professional wrestling. But if you ask me... But oh, there's plenty of men out there that don't, and they're only there to watch the girls' matches. And uh, you know that. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, okay, there's okay, a reason okay. why intergender matches are super over online. They have, like, literally a million views. And I'm talking a million views, whereas the same matches with the same wrestlers separate and just doing their thing against the same sexes are not being watched. Like, it's a, you know, it's a very sexualized sport, but what I have to say about that is we spent a very long time making the women wrestlers fight to get taken seriously. And if this is our time to joke around a little bit with the guys, okay. It's not okay to put the woman's stuff on a sign. I still don't think. And I know that that makes it a double standard and I don't care. It's a double standard I'm willing to take on because at the end of the day, men have the power in our society and we know that. So if a woman puts something on a sign, it still doesn't make it, you know, the same level of sexual harassment, if you will, as if a man does. There is still, like, a threat there that is completely different than when a woman does it. And I don't care what anybody has to say. I think that the woman, it's time for, you know, at the end of the day, men have never had a bra and panties match, and the women have. So it's time for them to be quiet about the women, Keep your thoughts to yourself and let the girls be a little bit more vocal about the fact that we're watching very sexy men do very sexy things. That's all. Do you think back and in the day? And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. 
the last time I held up a, a naughty sign, it was for Max Stardom, and it had, you know, a street sign hidden inside, and then we got to use it as a weapon. So, obviously, this is now transformed into something completely different for me. So. It's huge. It's huge. And I, I, like I said, I respect that you're doing your thing. Let me ask you something uh, in relation to your point that you just made. Um, do you think tuxedo matches are the same as, like, remember back in the day, the tuxedo matches, like, that was the equivalent for the dudes? No. Okay. Do you think, no. oh, you know what I'm going to ask you, do you think it's, like, somewhat the same? Okay, gotcha. It was trying to be. I, the idea was the same, but it's still not the same. Women do not, like, it's just a power thing, and you know that. Like, at the end of the day, women are still not equal to men, and we know that. And there's no, you know, maybe online we, we're over. You know what I mean? That's, like, you know, women are definitely empowered when it comes to movements and being online and having a voice and, you know, just in general activism. But when it comes to actual society, we're still getting paid less. We're, we're still getting sexually harassed. We're still getting treated like crap in the workplace and et cetera. So we still don't have the same power. So it's still not the same. If a guy is sexualized, it's not the same as women being sexualized. I can understand that. I mean, as a, as a black man, I definitely understand, you know, that there's differences in every every person. Obviously, there's some tremendous hills I have to climb being a black man, just like there's a lot of hills you need to climb as a woman. But, I mean, I definitely see y'all shining right now. I'm not going to lie. Like, like for instance, <laughs> Money in the Bank last night? Like, arguably the biggest pop of the night was when, the, when um, oh my goodness, Alexa Bliss cashed in on, on Nia Jax. Yeah. That was huge. She's definitely yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the woman shined last night, like, beyond the men, honestly. They did, and, and the night before, the, the women were great, too. I mean, the women are doing a bang-up job, and I think that, like, for once, yeah, they're still being sexualized, like, on the sides, but it's not in the storyline, and it's nice. It's just nice to see the women, you know, being judged on their athleticism. It's, it's time for that, you know? And, listen, some women wrestlers want to be sexualized, and that's okay, too. It doesn't mean one is right and one is wrong and it's you know whatever if, if say like a woman wrestler would told a guy like hold up and how do you find me go for it like i'm not saying that's a bad thing that's a great thing if she's a part of it but I, like i said it's time for the woman to be recognized for that their athleticism you know what i mean because you know we get it every day every single day you know we know we like our boobs and our our thoughts and we know that you're going to like our picture more if these show those things off and that's okay, and, but at the same time, I'm not holding, like, trust me, there's me, there are many women wrestlers I would absolutely hold aside for, because I would absolutely ask them to do those things to me, whatever it may be, but I won't do it, because like I said, it's, I don't also want to say, I don't want to set the tone to say it's okay for us to do that right now, because it's not. It's a different time in our world, you know what I mean? The Me Too movement is huge, and have I calmed down with my friends? Absolutely, but... Do I think that if a woman holds a sign, it makes her a bad person? No, not at all. Guy holds a sign for a guy, awesome. Like, we just need different, we just need a different attitude toward women as fans and women as wrestlers, and I think it's changing, but it took a long time. I mean, the, the popular opinion about me at first was, she's a whore, we don't like her. And, you know, there's a newer opinion, and, you know, I, I don't know, I don't see as much of the crap topic talk anymore and it has gone away a bit and I don't know what that's from maybe it's just the times have changed and people realize you know I'm not this big huge ring rat you think I am and who cares if I am is the point I don't right. care if you think I'm a ring rat because if I'm a ring rat which I don't even like people using the term at the end of the day it's not your opinion that matters it's not you to, like nobody cares about what you have to say but one wants to say for wrestlers good 
enjoy yourself. Who cares? Is anybody complaining about that? You know what I mean? So, I mean, I've had hundreds of male wrestlers ask me to make them a sign. So, let's just talk about how I'm making some big, you know, problem out there. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's, it's a game changer. I think it's dope that you, that you empower yourself and empower other women. I think that... Um... The People's Tramp moniker is is, is, is is a symbolic statement to say, hey, listen, I am who I am, and I'm not going to be afraid to have fun and live my life. And I think those signs are a sign of that as well. And that's why, like I said, I want you to have, wanted you to be on the show because you're a unique, you know, a unique personality in the world of professional wrestling. I think that you're putting yourself out there in a way that's going to, like I said, empower other women and make it easier for females to be themselves in the industry where right now, Women are shining better than they ever have before. Let me ask you a little bit more specifically about the women's revolution. Not necessarily now in 2018 where it's buzzing like never before, but let's go back maybe about 10 years if you if you remember that far back. I know you're a historian somewhat. I don't know if you're, you go re- way, way back, but um, do you feel like the Tory Wilsons, I'll just throw names out there, like the Tory Wilsons and the Stacey Keeblers who pretty much only did the bra and panties kind of a deal, the Sables, Sable was a very athletic individual, but she was very sexualized as well. Do you think they did more to help the women's revolution, or do you feel like that was still a time where you guys were kind of over-sexualized? It was, that wasn't up to them. I mean, that was all their booking. That was their, that was, you know, when you have a boss that says you have two options, you can either represent the woman in this way, or you can not be here, you're going to represent the woman in whatever way. It's that it's you know, I think of it as, and I, I don't want to speak on behalf of, but I would say, it, you know, if I, were, if I were to say be one of those wrestlers, I would probably think of it as we thought at least at the time it was better to be there and do something in the ring than for us to not be on TV at all. Okay. And if it means a paycheck, it means a paycheck. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe they thought there was, this would be an end to a meme, you know, or a, I'm sorry, a means to an end, so maybe they could <laughs> right. eventually get that respect where they could get that respect and that they, you know, that they deserve and actually show off and the, the right way or, or maybe the ones that didn't really have that training and that's fine that they didn't, you know, didn't care for the, to, care to have to, like, you know, prove themselves in that way. But either way, I don't think it, it was up to them. And I don't think that it, it I, I think that it helps to still have them around. It's better that, it's better to have the woman there than not to have the woman at all. And at the end of the day, they did consent to it. However, was there manipulation? Probably. Was there harassment? Probably. So my heart goes out to anybody that wasn't there on their own accord, and I don't want to say that that's maybe a thing that happened, but who knows at this point? You know what I mean? So it, I have a I have a mixed feeling about that. My feeling is if they feel confident and they feel okay about what they did at that time, and you know, whatever, as they didn't have a bad experience, then absolutely, like it helped. But if they feel like it didn't, like it's really them to really to answer that. But at the same time, I would say that it wouldn't have transformed into what it was today if we didn't start off with a place where we could never want to go back to. So we don't want to go back to that point ever, right? As as you know, this new world that we live in, we want to and, and sort of it's sort of like a a way for us to kind of put this this note in the sand, like, hey, never go back to this place. Never over sexualize these women. Let's try to keep this the way that we, it wasn't in the past. So maybe it was okay. You know, maybe it's okay that we have this place that we did go that was wrong, if you will, to say, like, let's not do it again. 
That's a fact. I mean, I couldn't agree more. There's no doubt that evening gown matches and brawn panties matches are what led to what's going on today. Obviously, you know, as a dude, I enjoy looking at a sexy woman, as most dudes do. But, you know, one thing I also recognize is the athleticism, as I mentioned earlier. And it's because of that, that that outshine the sexiness, you know what I'm saying? And that led to divas now being called what they always should have been called, which is superstars. But now... When you have a Felicia Rose coming down or you have an Ivy Roman of the greatest of all time coming down and showing what they can do in the ring and showing what they can do outside of the ring, it proves that everything that was done in the past to change the name Diva into Superstar was 100% worth it. But with that being said, I want to switch gears a little bit, Felicia, and I want to talk about your relationship with Jay George because at the Now You Create event back on June 3rd, you took the figure four for this dude. Now... I know females ride for their dudes, but you are definitely riding for your dude when you put yourself on the line and put yourself in danger by taking the figure four. That is serious. So with that being said, I need you to break down the relationship you have with Jay George because it's obvious you will do anything for this dude, man. So talk about it. Let the fans know what it is. Hey, man, I'll do anything for Jay George. Anything he needs, I'll do. He needs a manager, I'll do it. He needs someone to talk to for him on that microphone, I'll do it. I'll do whatever he needs me to do, and if I need to, if he's shouting out to me, yo, girl, get in here, first of all, I'm definitely going to put that rep in a tip slip, because obviously you need something to track on, <laughs> and then I'll obviously do what I have to. I mean, it's my new, my, it's, it's definitely my signature move, and I'm doing it at every show, so whatever, but um, as far as, like, taking a figure four, everybody's like, hey, you didn't take a bump, right? I'm like, I didn't take a bump because I'm not a wrestler. Don't get it twisted. I don't know how to take a bump. I've never been trained to take a bump that is real. If you put me in a figure four and it hurts to shut your mouth, you know what I mean? And, like, I don't think people um, realize, like, the difference. It's like there's, you know, there's people that are, that have decided to, you know, put something into their match and train for it. No, that's not what happens. I was out to take care of that's definitely what you did. Um, but I have a different question. Speaking of you and Jay George, I want to dig a little bit deeper because you guys weren't always together, right? I mean, you guys swerved everybody back in April. At it was all a dream. And obviously you were on the same page in um, Get Rich or Die Trying for Now You Create on June 3rd. And obviously you guys are a unit moving forward. There's no doubt about that. But before April, you guys weren't always together, right? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean we weren't always together? Well, okay, let me, let me rephrase. I mean, again, I was sitting ringside, and I understand that, it, like, you guys had, you were, you were on opposite sides, I believe, or maybe not opposite sides, but you certainly weren't with him initially back in April. Is that correct? Oh, no, no, no. I mean, we, this was obviously all to make sure that our opponent had, or his opponent, I should say, had absolutely no idea that I was bringing in a weapon. Right. So, like, I totally went behind, or not went behind, I I told J. George that I was going to pretend like I was going behind his back and talking to Max Starham so that I could get, you know, get it good and whatever. Oh, so this was, then, a, this was a premeditated, like, this was a premeditated swerve. Oh, absolutely. Ah. So then, then... J. George and I set up this whole thing where I was like, yeah, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to, like, show him my tip on FaceTime, and I want you to come over with a camera and pretend like you're catching me. 
that way online people really think that we hate each other. And he still thinks that I'm like trying to get with him. So then I like chatted him up and he thinks I'm trying to like get with him, whatever. He's like, oh baby, like hold us fine for me. I was like, oh, even better. So I made two dirty signs and then I hid inside of those signs a street sign, you know, like a like a street fight kind yeah. of style, obviously. We yeah. saw that uh, at NXT the other day with the stop mm-hmm. sign. But we had a different we, we had a different sign that children outside. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. So um, I hit us. I hit that between two signs for Max Stardom. He thought this whole. I took pictures of him ahead of time. He thought this whole time I was like there to see him. I was like screaming for him. I was talking all this crap to Jay George while he was in the ring. He called me a ring rat, which obviously got my blood boiling. I'm like, no, F you. I said all this stuff about <laughs> things, like, you know, Talented female in this industry right now. I got a lot of tweets. 
Yeah, she's dope. She's dope. And I got a lot of tweets regarding her, and I got a lot of tweets regarding you. I wrote them down. I have them right here in front of me. So are you game to answer a couple questions or at least respond to uh, a couple of these tweets? Oh, hi. Uh, you have, let me see. I got to make sure I read this right. You have Johnny from Brooklyn who says, Felicia Rose is a very sexy individual. Does she feel like her sexuality will take away from people taking her seriously in or outside the ring? I mean, sexuality is definitely not something that, that isn't taken seriously. I mean, as long as you do it right. If I'm being goofy, then nobody should be taking me seriously. But if I do it right, you'll take me seriously no matter what it is. Thank you. That's what's up. Now, this tweet was directed towards me, and it actually led to a DM, but it was in reference to you. So I'm going to give my response to this tweet, and then I'd like you to make the commentary afterwards. Shanique says, and she is from Queens, New York, she says, I thought it was really dope how you described, meaning me, how you described how Felicia Rose took the figure four like a champ. Can she tell more about how much it hurt or didn't hurt in the ring? Because typically managers are not subject to that kind of maneuver. Ooh, that's a good question. You can answer first. Well, I mean, no, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I was sitting right there, man, and she got in the ring. She she rides, she rides for her guys. So that's number one respect right there. But as far as the actual uh, application of the move and how she responded to it, I actually saw a little bit of wrestler. She says she's not a wrestler, but I saw a little bit of wrestler in Felicia on that day because it looked like she was trying to reverse the figure four. Anybody who knows wrestling knows that when you turn onto your stomach, you reverse the pressure into an Indian death lock onto the person who originally applied the figure four on the person. And it looked like that Felicia was trying to turn. She didn't make it, but she looked like she was trying to turn and reverse the figure four. The pain got the best of her, but by the time it was all said and done, Jay George had recovered from his previous injuries, saved Felicia, and won the match. But I thought she did a great job. I thought you did a great job, Felicia. And I definitely want you to take it from here and explain what you uh, were doing on that moment. Was I correct in my assessment? Actually, you were correct. That was, thank you, by the way, for saying I did a good job. Um, I am not a wrestler. However, I like to consider myself relatively trained in the art of submission moves. And I don't even mean that in a dirty way for once in my life. Because I literally, I made up a submission move this morning, actually. I put him in this weird, like, Indian-style, like, foot headlock thing. And then I twisted it. And he's like, okay, well, that's a move. And I was like, yeah, we can make it work. But anyway, so I'm really flexible. And I like to, like, do, like, weird moves with him. And, like, have him teach me, like, submission moves and try to get my way out of them. Okay. Because I like to actually know, like, I know it's weird, but, like, you know, if I am pinned in a weird way by something, someone in the world, like, how the hell do I get out of that? And so, to be honest, yes, I was trying to reverse it. It ended up hurting too much, and I just, like, kind of pretty much let the pain overtake me. And I wasn't able to reverse it, but that's exactly what I was doing, because that's what I know to do to get out of that, or that's at least what I, I do when he puts me in a figure four. So I've been in a figure four before. Thank you, Jay George, for basically teaching me ahead of time. How to get out of submission. You were wonderful. <laughs> That's what's up. Shout out to Jay George. And I'm, I'm definitely happy I had that that correct. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely a student of the game. And I, I noticed that you were trying to reverse it. So shout out to you for trying to reverse into the Indian death lock. You weren't successful, but the, the, the motive was there. And the See, I didn't there. even know what I was reversing into. I just knew how to get out. I was like, I know what to do next. I just know what to do next. Yeah, the, the cerebral assassin, shout out to Triple H, uh, is... Uh, 
the guy who perfected that. Um, obviously, he's not the creator of the Indian Deathlock, but that's pretty much what the reverse figure for is. is uh, when you turn it over, it turns into an Indian Deathlock. But this is not Wrestling 101. This is just me giving you props for... <laughs> This is me giving you props for doing what I think any wrestler would do. No doubt, no doubt. You did what a wrestler would do, and that's a shout out to you. That means that uh, you're more, you're definitely apt in the game more than you give yourself credit for. So that's what it is. That's what's up. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the people that understood, you know, what they were watching. They weren't watching somebody seasoned in the art of taking a bump. I'm just a girl with a microphone trying to. Oh, my man out, so. <laughs> That's what it is. Once again, shout out to Jay George. I hope to have him on the show. Felicia, like I said, I'm holding you complete. I'm holding you responsible. I need you to hook that up for me. All right. I told you. I got you. Whatever he, whatever I say, he does. So. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, listen, we're about He's to come say to a something close. Something on the contrary. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I definitely understand who the boss in that relationship is. But shout out to Jay George too. You know what I'm saying? Every behind every good. You know what? I got to change that. Not behind. Beside. Every good man or great man is a, a great woman. You know what I'm saying? I, I Lena, not not behind, but beside. I, I had to change that up. I got to give respect where respect is due. You know what I'm saying? But um, before I let you go, I definitely don't want to let you go without telling everybody where to find you. I know where to find you on Twitter, which is what I told before, uh, told mm-hmm. everybody before. But if there's any other social media outlets you want to give and give opportunity to people follow you at, please feel free to let the world know right now. Yes, definitely. Um, so Twitter is Leisha Rose. My Instagram got shut down. So a lot of people thought like I blocked them or something, but I don't. I didn't. I have a new one. It's at the People's Tramp. So find me there. Um, I also host my own podcast called The Screw, and you can find me on iTunes or YouTube. Just search Felicia Rose, The Screw, people's trap things like that and or um follow much obliged tv on instagram and they have all the information there that's where i do everything through um if you have anything to hit me up about please do not go to my snapchat and i think that's it that's what's up that's what's up so make sure you check out my homie felicia rose she's doing big things make sure you check out that twitter page make sure you check out that new instagram page and make sure you check out her podcast on itunes and YouTube. Before we leave, I gotta make sure to check with y'all, let y'all know for all your web designing, web development needs, make sure you go to hoscrea.com. That's H A S C R E A dot com. And with that being said, your podcast, Felicia, I know you were telling me about that off the air. I'm gonna be a guest on the show, right? We're gonna have some fun on your show as well, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, anybody that's willing to talk about naughty things. Absolutely, welcome to be on my show. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. We're going to have some fun. I'm looking forward to that, just like I was looking forward to tonight. And you definitely delivered. Yo, the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast is shining right now. We're doing so well. And it's all thanks to the listeners. Our listeners are growing week by week. This is our fourth tremendous guest. We are four for four on super dope guests. And next week's going to be no different, as we're going to have a legend in the building, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Steve Mack of the Hit Squad. He says he's still Hit Squad. He says the Hit Squad belongs to him. Even though, you know, there was an issue between him and Dan Moff, but he's going to talk about that on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast right here next week. But for this week, I want to say thank you again, Felicia. You are super dope, and we are looking forward to hearing and seeing everything you do in the near future, including Now You Create Pro Wrestling and anywhere else you do your managerial duties. Thank you so much for saying all of that. I really appreciate it. Just to have 
the support of anybody at this point to be so new is so wonderful and feels great. So thank you for having me on. I'd like to be on any time, and I'm definitely excited to see you at the next show on August 10th. So. It's my pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing you as well, and I'm looking forward to seeing Now You Create because August 10th is going to be lit. And you heard it right here on the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. We promote and talk about nothing but the very best in the world of professional wrestling. So with that being said, after a fourth consecutive tremendous week in a row, with a fifth tremendous week coming next week, we're going to sign off as always. And we're going to say, she's Felicia Rose, I'm Sean H., and this is the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. Bye. Peace. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.